Are you trying to stay up to date on crypto events? Well, you're in luck because we have another cryptocurrent for you right here, right now on The Cryptocracy. Welcome back, Cryptocrats. We are here with more current events for you. This is our Cryptocurrent series where we share all things current events, anything to do with blockchain, technology, or cryptocurrency. Crypto Corey is our resident expert. He's here with me today. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing really well. Looking forward to this Cryptocurrent. Let's get the news out. Yeah, that is our number one priority is to get the news out to our listeners. All right. Well, let's jump right in. We've got a few... Uh, some big stuff. Yeah, some big stuff. Um, the first one, now this is pretty surprising to me. I guess maybe not if if you look. I guess there have been some things building up to it. But uh, the President of the United States, President Biden, has signed an executive order to do, um, to establish a national crypto policy. So let's dive into that. that there, I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. Yeah, so we've been hearing rumors uh, that Biden was going to release an executive order um, for going on about two weeks now, and it's been in the majority of the social media that I I follow. Um, there was a lot of moaning and uh, gnashing of teeth, uh, people saying, "Hey, Biden's going to come out and ban crypto. It's the end of of the crypto world. Uh, the metaverse is dead." Um, to other people who are saying, hey, it's good that someone comes out and at least explains what the government's idea of regulation is going to be so that we're just not left in a limbo waiting for the regulation uh, to drop. So I think that this executive order was met with a, a lot of positive responses. Um, shortly after the executive order came out, I think Bitcoin was trading uh, 8% up on the news. I don't know if it was directly related to that. I, I kind of think it was. Um, it is. It has come back down uh, since then, um, but the market seemed to react positively. So it, so my question is, the this executive order, is it good? for From your point of view, is it something you agree with? Is it something it's, you disagree with? It is... Um, how do I phrase this without it sounding bad? For people who like regulation uh, as our government... Uh, people seem to like. Uh, I don't think it was very bad. I, I actually think it was a lot better than than what I expected. Um, there were some positive things that were mentioned in there. So the, I, I mean, the, he came out and said his first priority. I think there were six priorities, six uh, things to this bill or this um, executive order. And the first is to protect U.S. consumers and investors and businesses. You know, that's what they're always going to say. Hey, we're doing this for your own protection. That's their. That's their mode of operation. Whether it actually protects her. Yeah, or not. they've got to protect me from myself. Um, so, and and the second thing is to protect the U.S. and global financial stability. And I always find that that one's funny. Do they really think that crypto is going to destabilize the U.S. Uh, economy and the world economy? You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't think that it could ever destabilize it. I think what could happen is is it destabilizes. Um, the reserve currency of the world, the U.S. dollar. And I think that there is legitimate concern there because uh, the more they print, the less valuable dollars become and the more attractive, at least in my mind, crypto becomes. So um, there's a legitimate concern on, on their part. 
Um, but it's because of their own bad actions, uh, in my opinion. Um, but it, I think it, it gives uh, anyone who's listening the idea and the feel that the government knows that crypto is here to stay and that crypto is actually a competitor uh, to fiat currencies, um, even though I feel that they, they can both coexist. Um, they, they feel like, hey, this is something substantial. We need to look into it. We need to regulate it. It is here to stay. So people who are thinking that Bitcoin is going away or Bitcoin is going to zero, you need to think again. It's not. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Do you have anything else to say on that story? Or Yeah, I mean, they, they always threw in there. Uh, one of the priorities is to, you know, make sure no one's using it for illegal activity uh, and for security risks. Um, they want our, uh, government agencies to work with agencies around the world. So they want some sort of global, um, framework, uh, on how to deal with cryptocurrencies, uh, between the industrialized nations. I'm, I'm sure, um, they want, uh, one of the things that I thought was really positive was that Biden mentioned that, Hey, if, if this is going to happen, we need to promote, um, and I'm quoting directly from the, from the from the executive order, we need to promote U.S. leadership and technology and economic competitiveness to reinforce U.S. leadership in the global financial systems. So again, they're they're looking at cryptocurrencies um, or digital uh, fiat currencies um, as something that's here to stay and and that he expects the U.S. to lead out. So I thought that was very positive. One of the things that they did talk about was um, looking into, or it says explore a U.S. central bank digital currency. Um, a lot of some people are positive about that. A lot of people are are worried about it because once you have a digital currency, it removes all privacy. Um, just like people who think that Bitcoin is completely anonymous and completely private. That's not true. Everything can be tracked if you have a wallet address. You can see every interaction on the blockchain. And the same would be true for a uh, central bank digital currency. So, I, you know, I do have some privacy concerns about that. But overall, I feel that the tone was very measured, very reasoned. And um, I'm, I, I feel like this was a positive executive order. All right. Well, that is good. That's good to hear. Let's jump to our next story. Um, this one may be not as good to hear, but inflation is up 64%. Is that... Yeah, six, where does that number come from, 64%? 64%. Um, I, I, I thought that the... Uh, wasn't... Um, so for 2021, at least just for the United States, wasn't inflation at 7 or 8%, something like that? Yeah, they were They were saying it was uh, 7 and a half or 7.9%. Um, but they're saying that the the increased cost of living across the board is about sixty four percent. In the article I read, that uh, says almost two thirds of Americans are now living paycheck to paycheck. Um, I I believe that two thirds of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck before inflation. Um, we are not a nation of savers as we should be. Um, again, we've talked about this in the past. A lot of it has to do with. Uh, the fact that the dollar loses value, and so there's not a real big incentive to save it. No one looks at it as, oh, I'm going to put this dollar away in a safe, and it's going to grow in well, value. It, uh, it Inflation keeps people from hoarding money, Yeah, it, which isn't that a good thing? No, it's it's, it's a horrible thing. Hoarding <laughs> I'm money. Just, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. For <laughs> Again, the, the people who call it money hoarding, uh, those of us in the know call it savings, savings account, when, when we don't have enough of it going on in the United States. 
Um, so uh, the, the reason why I thought that this was an interesting article to include, it's not directly related to crypto. What it is directly related to is the state of fiat currencies, which is the reason why we need crypto, uh, an ability to uh, save into a, a hard asset like Bitcoin and have its value increase over time and not be eroded away by the insidious uh, inflation. Things are getting worse because of the war going on between Russia and Ukraine. Um, we can expect food prices to go up. Uh, both Russia and Ukraine uh, you know, export a lot of wheat. Um, there's a, a shortage of grains in China. We won't get into all of that. So, I mean, I think there's going to be some really uh, strong pressure on, on um, uh, grain prices, and that's going to affect uh, food. Uh, any, any t- anything that's made from a cereal grain is going to go up in, in cost. So my Jimmy John sandwich that I'm so fond of is going to cost more uh, at the end of the day, which makes me sad. That makes me sad too. And oil, uh, we're not going to, we're not able to buy Russian oil anymore. So, I mean, the inflation is here to stay and it's going to get worse. Um, you know, the question that you'll ask is like that famous commercial, what's in your wallet? If it's US dollars, um, 64%, not, yeah. a, not a good look. Well, that's a, a surprisingly large number. So definitely makes the case for, for cryptocurrencies. Let's jump to our next story though. And this kind of goes back to the Russian-Ukrainian war a little bit. Um, But Thailand uh, may offer Russian tourists crypto payment options, uh, even during the sanctions. So if you remember our last cryptocurrency, I think we talked about the Treasury Secretary Yellen of the United States and how she... um, what was she trying to do? She She was 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 all worried that Putin was going to buy a bunch of Bitcoin and then go buy... Uh, things on the black market get around the the sanctions and we, and we kind of said that's kind of ridiculous but there is a story here yeah so that, I, that's particular. yeah that's the reason why i i thought we should add this one in um you know if they're going to talk about people getting around sanctions let's let's find a, a place where it's actually happening or this isn't actually happening what what thailand said was they're exploring the uh the possibility of offering a Russian tourist the ability to pay in crypto. Uh, a Russian tourist or a Russian tourist? Plural? Russian tourist. Okay, okay. Plural. And I don't, I don't know how much of their uh, tourism uh, Russia makes up, but a lot of Th- Thailand's income is derived from uh, tourism. tourism. Yeah. So it's it's a pretty big deal. So I mean, if they have a lot of, you know, even if the Russians are what five percent of their of their tourism, it's a pretty big deal. If they can't use the Russian ruble. Uh, because none none of the banks will accept it because basically there's a sanction and there's no and it's lost like most of its value and it's lost yeah it's lost a lot of its value um you, th- that's five percent of their tourism business that they've lost now again I I made that number up I don't know what their percentages are so here here we are uh, this is a way to get around the sanctions but it, it's not um it it's kind of tongue in cheek uh, I don't feel that the that the People in Russia are particularly responsible for Putin's action. In fact, we have a lot of reason to believe that most of the people are absolutely against the war in Ukraine, are upset that that they're fighting it. Um, there's been a lot of resistance with the soldiers themselves who have abandoned their posts and basically defected, saying that they don't want to fight the Ukrainians because they are, you know, they're very there's uh, close family ties between the two countries. Um, you have a lot of Ukrainians living in Russia and a lot of Russians living in 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 the Ukraine. So, um, you know, I don't, I really don't care if Russian tourists are able to use crypto 
because the ruble is is gone to zero. Well, and it's not like they're buying weapons or yeah, missiles. They're not, they're not, they're they're not, not buying... supporting the Russian war effort. So yes. it's like it. I don't know. Yeah, so that's that's the big sanction avoiding story loophole that we found. Yes, some Russians might be able to spend some crypto in Thailand, and I think Secretary Yellen might be pretty pissed off about that. Use it to buy some pad Thai. Yeah. Or to pet a tranquilized uh, or a sedated tiger. That's something you can do over there. I had a friend do that once. We, we got to go to Thailand. They have amazing food. We can use our crypto there. We'll use our crypto there. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I guess we're not Russian. And our so. Russian passports. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we've got a little bit of time left. Yeah, let's uh, do one more let's, story. Let's do one more story. Uh, the Mega Awakening. So their oh, crypto whale has transferred 429 sleeping Bitcoin. So these Bitcoin have not been moved since 2010. Is that correct? That is correct. This, um, I don't know that this is a, is a huge story because I don't, I really don't know what it means. What I, but, but what amazes me is that someone has had the keys to a wallet with 16.8 million Bitcoin in it and hasn't done anything with them for 12 years. And that's, uh, that's insane. My guess is, uh, based on some of the transactions that they've seen, uh, this person, individual or group of individuals, actually has uh, other Bitcoin in other wallets. Um, so, you know, maybe they've been uh, spending, their, spending their Bitcoin, uh, you know, through other wallets and just happened to have this one just sitting here and decided to activate it. One of the things that I thought was interesting in the article is that they spent um, 500 Bitcoin on Halloween back in, I want to say it was like 2011, when Bitcoin wasn't worth, you know, much. Wait, they spent 500 Bitcoin? They spent 500 Bitcoin. What did they, do we know what they spent it on? On, on some Halloween candy? I, I mean, I don't, I don't king know. king-sized candy bars? Yeah, I, I didn't look up what the price of Bitcoin was in 2011, but it wasn't, it wasn't much. So 500 Bitcoin probably didn't net them oh, yeah. a, a ton of money. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully they've got a lot more Bitcoin than the 429 to make up for the fact that they sold, uh, way too early on that 500 yeah, Bitcoin. Well, still though, for, I mean, $16.8 million, that's no, yeah, that's, that's a chunk of change. You might be able to actually buy some gas, uh, yeah, you might the way be able gas to prices gas. are right now. Yes. So yeah, they so can I thought actually go on a, a road trip. I thought this was just an interesting story. Um, but it, but it brings to light that there are, there is a lot of Bitcoin, um, a fair amount of Bitcoin that is, uh, sitting in, in what they refer to as, uh, dormant wallets. Um, it, you know, in this article, they called it sleeping Bitcoin, um, which means that either that Bitcoin is lost because someone lost the keys. Uh, we've talked about stories of people who threw out their, uh, machines that they did the mining on and now, uh, billions of dollars uh, in Bitcoin is lost. Uh, there are estimates that up to I want between two and five million Bitcoin are lost completely. Um, if that's true, that that means that the accessible circulating supply of Bitcoin is somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen to thirteen to fifteen um, million Bitcoin, uh, and that's a lot of Bitcoin that's lost. And that's one of the things you know when we've talked about other cryptocurrencies that that continue to to, to grow and don't have a cap on them. Um, like Ethereum currently, or, uh, you know, your favorite coin, Dogecoin, and some of the others where they don't have a cap, their reasoning behind the, the slow growth is that uh, cryptocurrency will be lost over time. And so they want to be able to replace it so that there isn't, quote, unquote, a shortage. And, um, you know, I think you know me well enough to know what my opinion on that is. 
if there's a shortage, good, because it makes the remaining uh, cryptocurrency in my wallet more valuable and allows me to have more purchasing power and it causes prices to go down. But, but we, you know, we won't get into that here. Another, so, another time. Another time. So there's, there's a whale now with 429 Bitcoin. I don't know what they're going to do with them. Yep. Well, maybe they will buy a lot of Halloween candy this time. Who yeah, knows? It's a lot of Halloween candy. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and give us a follow on Instagram at the cryptocracy or Twitter at the underscore cryptocracy. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. That helps us out a lot. And then we'd like to thank Spencer Anderson for his help and for cutting and posting these episodes. And with that being said, stay cool.